Oh, that is smooth. That was the Denver Underground playing Lime Rind on their live album, TDUL. You've got your acid jazz, you've got your keyboards, and never the two shall meet as smoothly as they do right there. We can't top it, so I even try. We're just going to say goodbye from this special all-acid jazz hour. This is Anison, and you're listening to Better Radio. In the deep, dark, distant future, long after the Earth's collapse, the human government seeks the truth of what went wrong. To find out, they commission archaeoastronomer ships to travel the stars in search of Frequency Earth. Archaeoastronomer ship AA-23 is exactly one such ship, manned by Jeffrey Lutz, a sociologist as thirsty for the truth as his morning cup of joe and joined by Sheldon, a Space Amigo 2200. We join Sheldon now, already dusting the bridge. Hyperdrive disengaged. Now scanning for Earth transmissions. Recording on all frequencies. Don't you need that meat bag in here for that? I do not require Jeffrey's presence in order to record and document transmissions. Then why do we even have to have the... The what? What's going on? Good morning, computer. Good morning, Jeffrey. The, uh, the Jeff. You, you're the, you're the Jeff. The Jeff? Yeah, the computer's the computer, and I'm the robot, not to mention chief dusting officer. And you're the ship's Jeff. The Jeff. You don't need the the. I'm the only Jeff on board. That's why you're not a Jeff. You're a weird guy, Sheldon. Technically, I'm not. Scan complete. Earth transmissions isolated and recording. About time. Turkey crank it, computer. The birthday is a special occasion. Hey, ladies. Prohibition is over. Why not sass it up with the song? Burger might be good. I have cheese, bacon, or mustard. Man, this could take all day. Oh! <laughs> think he was doing rocket science up there. What is that supposed to mean? Just, you know, he's taking all day, you know, the way scientists do. Number three volume looks good in the photo. Well, <laughs> look, buddy, rocket science is tricky stuff. You think we should just <laughs> do all of our calculations in an afternoon and then spend the rest of the week playing hopscotch? Is that what you think? Well, take it easy. It's not an insult, I just mean, you know, he's taking a long time, you know? You know, so does a rocket scientist. We have to be thorough. Do you know how much a rocket costs? All it takes is is one long head to hit a satellite and I've got to hear it for a month. A Mars rover in the doghouse, again! (laughs) Oh, it's just a joke, all right? Well, maybe next time you'll think before you open your enormous, horrible mouth. What are the odds that I make a little joke and here you are, a real rocket scientist about to eat? American rocket science won the Cold War, you know. It, it takes real smarts to get it right. It's not brain surgery. You think brain surgery is easy? Well, how hard could it be? You, you cut open a skull, there's the brain. No orbital projection required. <laughs> bah! Spoken like someone with a fully functional synaptic cortex. Try saying that with a cranioscopic inversion, and I think you'll be singing a different tune. Literally. Oh, please. Uh, you surgeons talk a big game, but next to factoring the inertial dividend of each of Jupiter's moons, poking around a little gray matter is <laughs> a walk in the park. Speak for yourself, why don't you? 
The last time I walked in the park, it was in the Amazon, and I was performing an emergency lobotomy. With wooden instruments, I had to whittle myself. If you ask me, doing math in an air-conditioned room is a piece of cake compared to a walk in the park. My only numbers 4 through 18 come with desserts. I like desserts. Well, now you're saying walking in the park is easy? Oh, please. <laughs> We're professionals in our respective fields. <laughs> Let the grown-ups speak. See this ring? I'm three-time Northeast Conference champion. I went pro back in 2002. Ha-ha! Hoisted by your own petard, as it were. Please accept my humblest of apologies. Unlike my fellow steak witch enthusiast, I meant no offense to you or your occupation. No problem, pal. My conference champ, huh? Hey, don't worry about it. My girls are sure to be impressed when I tell them about it. Hey, it's no big deal, you know. In fact, look, they've got some trees in the courtyard. If you want, I'd be happy to show you a few moves after we eat. Wow, that'd be great. <laughs> if we ever get to eat! <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, I I'm deciding. Well, shake a leg, huh? It's not like you're herding cats up there. I know, I know. Oh, God. If only I were. Now it's dollar bill! Are you sure I don't want to hear? Harry, Agent Stevens on the Covert Guide staff has expressed concerns about your most recent report. I'll just read an excerpt here. Largest island in the Philippines, Luzon. Largest lake on Luzon, Lake Tal. Largest island in Lake Tal, Volcano Island. Largest lake on Volcano Island, Crater Lake. Largest island in Crater Lake, Vulcan Point. Special footnote, Vulcan Point is the largest island in a lake on an island in a lake on an island in the world. Thank you for noticing, sir. I took time off from writing a guide on practical defense against flamingo attacks to research it. I hope you'd be impressed. It's worse than useless. Field manuals for covert operatives need to be small, inconspicuous. An undercover agent doesn't have room to be carrying around a set of encyclopedias. An operator might be disguised as an encyclopedia salesman. A rare scenario in the best of cases. And that's not the only report that's been flagged. This is an entry dated three months ago today from the pop culture category of the American Historical Data Index, which I notice you've added yourself. And I quote, The briefly popular American rock music band Sugar Ray was named for boxing world champion Sugar Ray Leonard, who was born Ray Charles Leonard, named after professional musician Ray Charles, born Ray Charles Robinson, who was in turn named after boxing world champion Sugar Ray Robinson, born Walker Smith Jr., who was named for his father, professional cement mixer, Walker Smith. I believe that's abridged. His father also worked for a time in construction and peanut farming. Harry, if the IRS were allowed to audit the CIA, there would be no explaining the resources devoted to this entry. Whose side are you on here? Oh, the United States, sir. Definitely. That's why I want to make sure our agents have... All the facts they need to form a convincing cover story. This is from your last entry as a member of the Covert Preparations Department. Foreign countries, subheading England, subheading covert identities, subheading familiar names, subheading common children's names. Bernard, Bernie, Barney, Barnardo, Barnard, Bernadine, Bernadette, Barnabas, Barnum, Barnaby, Barnathan, Barneswell, Bernan. This list goes on for another seven pages. A prepared operative is a living operative, sir. A prepared operative draws from years of training, pulling together a countless number of skills in order to create a convincing identity. Sir? But there is not one agent in the field today sir? whose mission becomes in any way Excuse easier me, by memorizing seven pages sir? of variations on the name Bernard, even if we do assume that it is in... <clears throat> sir? A... What? What do you want? 412, sir. 412 versions of Bernard? 
the number of discrete skills necessary to be a qualified undercover agent, sir. It's 412. Harry, I suspect you might not be hearing everything I'm telling you. In fact, you seem to have tremendous difficulty zeroing in on the relevant facts of any given situation. As a matter of fact, sir, statistical analysis show my recent revisions are 13% more terse than anything I've produced in the previous two quarters of- Harry! Yes, sir. You have submitted, among other items, a comprehensive study of corporations offering a money-back guarantee, four drafts regarding the proper transport of robotic eyes, a list of fictional moles, two distinctly different techniques for attempting to hug birds, and what would best be described as a photo essay concerning the grave of Bamboo Harvester, the acting horse. He portrayed Mr. Ed, sir. Did he? Yes, sir. Harry, I can't imagine wasting any more of the taxpayers' dollars on your reports. I'm going to have to insist on your resignation. Sir, I want you to know that it has been an absolute honor of the- Sir, we have a situation at the embassy in Baghdad. It's code pink. Pink? We have a code pink? It's a flamingo attack, sir! Tell the men to get to high ground. Flamingos can't run uphill with backwards knees. If high ground isn't available, they're going to have to start humming. Flamingos can be easily disoriented by sound. Break the squat. Ah, that hits the spot. Hey. What? I was drinking that. You put it down on the council. I thought you were finished. I just made that. Give it back. No can do. Why not? Anything that goes into the disposal chute is jettisoned. Jettisoned? Immediately jettisoned. Immediately? Sure. The system operates on the vacuum of space. And it's pretty strong, too. Check this out. My keys! Gone forever. Isn't there a trash compactor somewhere? I could maybe fish them back out. Why would we have a trash compactor? Save room in space? Nope. Gone forever. Look, that was my favorite mug, and, and those are my favorite keys. You've never used that mug before a day in your life. I use it every day. That would violate the ship's sanitary protocols, which, I might add, are in place to protect you, you microbe farm. You mean every day you jettison my mug and another one is brought out of the ship's stores? Yep. How many mugs are there? Lots. And they all have a picture of my mother on the side? So far. Why don't you just clean them? Or, or melt them down and cast new mugs? Don't we need to conserve materials here? Section 23B-6 of the Uniformed Code as it pertains to cargo. All luxury goods are expendable. What's considered a luxury good? Air, as far as I'm concerned. I need air. Just a medium of transport for dust, if you ask me. I need it to live. Gotta... I do. Something like this chair cushion for my listening station. That's more of a luxury. Damn it! Every item we jettison improves fuel efficiency. Jeffrey, I've isolated the recording samples in the spectrum you selected this morning. Finally. If you'll excuse me, I've got work to do. Yeah. Alright, okay, let's get started. I don't think I need to tell any of you that the numbers are not on our side out there. Some of the numbers are up, some of the numbers are down. I don't even know what these numbers mean. It's just numbers, numbers, numbers. Some of these numbers are not numbers. Some of these numbers are drawings of family members. I've... I forgot how often... Oh, you've got to be kidding me.
Got any threes? So what if I do? Then you have to give. You know the rules of the game. The rules of this game say it is your turn to go fish. Great. Your turn. Got any jets? Go fish yourself. Don't mind if I do. It just seems so weird. I guess we left the colony 50 years ago. 50 years, 3 months, 11 days, 7 hours, 58 minutes and 6 seconds, 7 seconds. Fifty years ago, but it seems like about two weeks to me. Twos? That's a cryo crate for you. Nope, go fish. Sevens? Nope. It's like I just hugged my mother goodbye. She's probably dead. You're dead, too. Got any canes? I don't... Go fish. I didn't really think of it like that. Oh, yeah. Did you have a girlfriend? She's probably been married, divorced, remarried, and died in a construction accident by now. Hey, why Susan have to die in an accident? Shoddy craftsmanship as much as anything else. And your friends from the academy, you're not seeing them again. They're, they're not dead. Most of them are. No, they'd be traveling, just like me. Frozen for most of the past century. My roommate, Steve. Stephen Fitzgerald, you dial the fourth. Deceased as of 23 years, four months, six days. He died? How? Ship AA-42 is presumed missing with life support functions ceased after transmissions from the onboard stratospheric navigator had ceased. There before the grace of command go you. Shut up. What about Joe Tasca, second class? Due to an error in calculation, his ship passed through a star while in hyperspace. A collection of plausible but unrelated space dust was returned to his family. You gods. MJ Kataja, what about Mike? Died 50 years. Three months, 11 days, 7 hours, 58 minutes. What, as soon as we set out? Cause of death. Allergic complications in the cryocrate suspended animation process. Patent pending, Space Capades Limited, a wholly owned subsidiary of Explorations and Ice Incorporated. Just like his father. Oh, man. Got any threes? Damn it. Here. <laughs> That's game. Jeffrey, I find that in the darker moments of my soul, some spiritual guidance sends me back on my path. Here's a recording from the Book of Z-Rob. Who's something you should have learned in driving school? You know the lines painted on the ground in parking lots? You're supposed to park your car in between them. This means that all four wheels have to be inside those lines. This further means that the wheels on one side of your car should not be crossing over another line, preventing someone else's car from taking the empty space next to yours. There's a reason that the lines are bright yellow. It's so you can see them easily and therefore have no excuse for not parking inside them. And if you can't see them, you're legally blind and should have your license revoked. How much longer are we going to have to put up with idiots not parking properly? I swear, if someone does that, it should be legal to take your car key and use it to write something like, 
I sucked on the hood of that person's car. Hey, Congress, if you're listening, how about making that into a law? What? I hope that helps. It, uh... What? Nope, for another round there, Chief? I think I'm going to try my luck over here for a while. Great. By myself. Great. So stop following me. Then who's going to deal? One of the dealers. The Jeff, those are holograms. Great. No, they won't give you any cards. Racist holograms? This isn't really a casino. We're stress testing a holographic projector on behalf of our sponsor, Quimby Electrical Holograms. Everything plays out exactly the same every day. <sighs> All right, I'll stick with the slots then. Well, you can try. But if you start to get tired of it... Here's a list of all the machines that pay out and when. I've spent some time in here. Thanks. Can't keep the money, of course. I've tried that, too. Frequency Earth, Jettison, was written and directed by Rob Schultz. And produced by Russell August Anderson. With additional writing by Russell August Anderson and Kenny Beck. Featuring the vocal talents of G. Maximilian Zaru, Nicola Clark, Rob Schultz, Etta Devine, Gabriel Diani, Nick Mandernock, Brendan McGovern, Kenny Beck, Russell Anderson, and me, Tim Greer. With original music by Darius Holbert and Z-Rob. Special thanks to DAP Central. This radio program, like so much of creation, is not art. Tape operator Rocco Alloy.